Welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. Today we're talking about the things we've learned after a year of getting to good enough. fun thing for the audience and it just like totally tricked us yeah I'm completely flummoxed <laughs> um but anyway if it's the first time you've ever listened to this podcast usually Shannon does the part that I did and vice versa <laughs> that was just silly <laughs> <laughs> well we wanted to do something different to celebrate our 52nd uh episode Yay, we've been doing this for a year, sort of. That's amazing. Yeah. 52 episodes. I know, well, we, you say sort of because we had a little bit of difficulty deciding what really counted as our year anniversary. <laughs> right, right, and this Since is what we, we decided. <laughs> yeah, because we went, when we went live the first time, we had three episodes ready to go. Right, and um, that was on May... When? On, on June 15th. June 15th, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we're, you know, we're a couple ahead, a couple of weeks ahead of the, um, of the date anniversary, but we figured our 52nd episode was a year. Yes, it felt, it felt worth celebrating, so... Yay. Yeah. Yay, yes. <laughs> so today we thought we were going to, we talk about what, th- what the year of good enough has been like, right? Yeah. Although I sort of feel like um, m- my role as um, playing you, I should talk about the weather first. Hey, yeah, go ahead. It's supposed to be 81 degrees today. Oh, my goodness. Wow, it's warmer in Portland (laughs) than in St. Louis. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful spring weather. I rode my bike in my my Birkenstocks today. That doesn't sound safe. It's fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The point, I guess, is that you wore Birkenstocks today. Yeah. Right? Like, my feet are basically naked. That's the point. (laughs) That's excellent. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now that we talked about the weather, we can move along. Right. I like it better when you start the podcast. Now I'm just going on record as saying that. Okay, well, this is the only time we'll do this, unless we, like, record on April Fool's or something. (laughs) Or maybe episode 104. Yeah. Yeah. So here, you take it away now, Shannon. (laughs) All right. So we wanted to talk about um, everything we've learned. Well, probably not everything. We don't have that much time. But the things, some of the things that we've learned from a year of 
recording the podcast and, and really sort of living the good enough mentality. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to me what an impact just sort of personally um, living and breathing the concept of good enough has on me. Like I, my ears perk up whenever I hear the word perfect, for example, <laughs> or whenever, whenever it comes out of my mouth, I, I quickly rephrase. And um, I'm always uh, get, looking for opportunities to um, suggest that good enough is better. Or yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, and it's funny because now, like, whenever I say good enough, it seems like a thing, not just like two words that you put together. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but I did notice that, like, I cut myself way more slack than I used to um, on being okay with, with, um, good enough and that uh and sometimes I might just do it just because of the podcast like you know so I can share that I did it (laughs) (laughs) um but it's still it's made a huge difference just allowing good enough to be good enough right and living and breathing it like we are has, I mean, you've been a recovering perfectionist for a while. I mean, you've been certainly aware yeah. of this stuff for a while, but there's something about the fact that we're talking about it at least one, you know, once a week and thinking about it in between and you know, listening to the episode every week as well that uh, brings it to the forefront. So that's excellent. I, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have always cut myself that slack, but I've sometimes <laughs> felt kind of bad about it, I think. You know, like, you know, I would think perhaps that my good enough mentality meant I was cutting corners or whatever, um, not as good as the people who are striving for perfection. But I think living and breathing this this year has really helped make a shift for me and sort of more mindfully good enough. And I'm also sort of more proud of it and cutting myself slack. So it's a good thing. That's great. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being kind to oh. ourselves is so important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've noticed that I've been much more willing to um, sort of experiment or do things as an experiment or a practice uh, to think about them in those terms as opposed to feeling like I need to get it right or I need to figure it out mm-hmm. first before I try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just noticed that uh, in the last week when I set up a reading log uh, for myself using Trello and I've been wanting to do a reading log for a long time and I haven't done it because I couldn't figure out you know the right way to do it or what was most important or you know whatever and I found a sort of a template for one and then I made a few adjustments to it and now I have a reading log that I really like oh that's terrific yay and is it perfect uh no but it's definitely good enough Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. I mean, I mean, the main thing I wanted to do was track the books that I read for the year. And then I also wanted to sort of track what books I have available to read. Since I read on a Kindle, they it's easy for them to get sort of hidden and not remember (laughs) what I have or 
like I'll have books on hold with the library, um, Kindle books, and they'll all come in and all of a sudden I'll have all these books that are, you know, I have to read in the next three weeks. And so, you know, I would rather focus on reading those books before they get turned in than books that I own. So this allows me to track those things and then track what I'm currently reading and, um, uh, and then what I have finished reading. And it's super exciting because I've found out that I've already read, well, now I can't remember, something, I don't know, 15 books, 16 books this year. In 2019? Oh, that's terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. And you sent me your Trello, um, a, a, a screenshot of your board. And I have a simple spreadsheet with my, um, you know, my books that I read every year when I finish a book, I add it to the spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's great. It works out fine. What I like about it is um, I have a, a column for how many pages the book was. So I get oh, uh-huh. a, I, I have a total. <laughs> I read 30,000 oh. pages this year or whatever. But what I like about the Trello board, your Trello board, is if, you know, you can, um, I guess you put a link to the book from Amazon. And so the cover is a picture. Is that how the, the cover picture yeah. is there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to yeah. do the picture separately, attach it separately. Oh. But mm-hmm. I like having that. That's another thing I like because I'm reading on Kindle. I never know the name of the book or what the, or cover the author like. or what the cover looks like. Yeah. So this yeah. keeps it in front of me. And um, uh, so I get that little extra, too. Yeah. But it, and then it looks nice. Then I have like a, a visual representation and you could I could also like go in and turn off the pictures if I just wanted to see a straight list mm-hmm. text list yeah oh, that's excellent well there that's a great example I I want to I've been I want to embrace this because my spreadsheet's plenty good enough so I won't change that but I oh my I've been struggling with for years with keeping track of books that are on my Kindle there's just too many of them and Amazon does not provide a good a good way to do that I don't think so because uh, I have hundreds of books on my Kindle all of which none of which yeah. I paid for I mean all of which I was able to get free illegally um, so I don't steal books uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway this is really inspirational so thank you and that's a great oh, example good. you let go of perfection yeah, and, and you got something really pleasing yeah I'm quite happy about it yeah oh that's great um, yeah so I had yeah, my little, it, oh, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. last week you had a. Yeah, I had last, we each had last week a nice little good enough experience. But was I interrupting you? No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to so, ask you about it. Ah, mine was last week my monitor, which I discovered I bought in 2012. It's attached, it's an external monitor. I attached to my laptop, so I have a big screen. Um, the power cord fell out and it, with smoke pouring out of it. So Ugh, I took that. That's as so a, scary. It's so weird. I took that as a clue. I needed a new monitor, <laughs> and um, but I was. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> You're very observant that way. <laughs> yes, there was no debate there. I didn't worry about that. Um, but I um, was under some time pressure. I need a monitor. I just I I feel very um, constrained if I'm only using my laptop. So I was anxious to replace it quickly. And I um, uh, went on Amazon. I, went, uh, I looked at Amazon and thought, gee, how am I going to figure out what monitor to get without spending a ton of time on it? And in fact, I blogged about this very thing 
uh, in 2012 <laughs> when I, oh, when I um, bought my monitor and didn't over-research it. So I just went to the New York Times wire cutter, which had an a, a article about best monitors, best external monitors. And it says at the top unequivocally, this is the best monitor. Uh, if for you know, oh. these circumstances, for if you have a right. new, you know, a, a new computer with USB-C connectivity, this is the monitor you should get. Now, if it's more expensive or you um, than you want, then here's a few other choices. So it was expensive. It was a lot more. It was like more than twice as expensive as the 2012 version, which lasted seven years. Um, but I uh, so I looked at the less expensive one, less expensive one, and then yeah. I went back to the original article read what I could get out of going ahead and investing in a monitor that um, and I and then I just bought it I felt okay about it I spent the money now I can charge and connect my um, I can connect my computer uh, well I'll just say this the monitor serves as a hub so it's got oh. I can connect USB-C to it in and out and I can also connect regular USB and um, so I can charge my computer and the mon it, with the cord that plugs into the monitor. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah. So you really could also great. use it like if you had a wired keyboard or a wired mouse or mm -hmm. whatever. Or my, ex it could my external hard drive is plugged into my monitor now. So then, when you just you just have one thing that you connect, and your computer's mm -hmm. connected. Yep. Your laptop's connected. That's fantastic. Yeah. Which before I had a hub, so I just had two things. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's like fewer fewer cords to worry about. Um, right. And I and and oh my gosh, the resolution is excellent. It's as good as the MacBook, which my old monitor was not. So it oh. feels really nice. So I was really happy that I didn't overthink it and I didn't agonize and I just went ahead and made the recommendation, figuring I would be using it for a long time. So I might as well start with um, a really good one. And I'm, I'm really yeah. happy about it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, and I'm yeah. having people over to my house for dinner tonight. And I'm totally taking a good enough approach to it. Because Barry's out of town, so I'm cooking. <laughs> so, you know, that's oh, unusual. Uh -huh. And um, <laughs> uh, I know I, I ran the vacuum, but I'm not um, even stressing about like trying to make it perfect and they're organizers i used to freak out it with organizers coming but these these are also friends who um work with me all the time so they <laughs> they do not expect perfection <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah so that's a nice thing that feels very freeing like oh, they're good. they're coming over really soon right from now in fact one of oh, them so emailed and said do you want me to come early to help you get ready i'm like there's no no no, yeah. I said, I can't get there early. I said, so no. <laughs> but um, uh, there's but there's no getting ready. So, that, I mean, it's just like, it just is what it right. is. Which is perfectly oh, that's good enough. great. Yeah, that's a big shift. That's huge. That's awesome. Thank you. That's very you. good. Yeah, the other thing I was thinking about... Um, which is from a little bit different perspective is um, my bike and how working in this mentality helped me figure out what I really wanted, which was important. You know, I spent a lot of time lamenting what I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And then when I got at really what I wanted, which 
as silly as it sounds, I wanted the wind in my hair. I wanted (laughs) mobility that was faster than walking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And since I couldn't run and I can't ride my other bike and um, this just fit the bill once I realized like what it was I was really after and that I could meet that in a different way. And you, you identify what was important, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's wonderful. And then it was a fairly easy le- no, uh, decision with no angst, with little angst. Right. Well, it's funny because I had this one particular bike in mind, and then I found out that they had been acquired and they were getting discontinued. And so that made it easy. It mm-hmm. was like, I, I'm not going to buy a bike that is being discontinued with a motor on it. So <laughs> that, you know, that is... <laughs> unique it's not like it's a universal motor or anything so i mean you would end up in a couple years with a really heavy bike with you know that's hard to move around (laughs) the opposite of what you wanted (laughs) yeah so um so then i knew that i wanted the bike to look a particular way and i just looked i started doing a little googling found a couple of bikes that looked that way read a couple of things um and then found the one that I really liked and went and looked at it and rode it and it was really funny we're standing there and I know this is the bike that I want but I feel like I should do more like I should at least ride another bike mm-hmm. and I almost didn't get it because just because I felt like I should and then I was like it doesn't matter. This is the bike I want. Like right. it's it meets all my objectives. <laughs> it's it this is definitely good enough. And um yeah, and it sounds like it's you know, better than I don't good need enough. to yeah. 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 So, but it was really funny you. like I felt like there was a right way to do it and that involved you know, going at least one other place. Right. Oh, um, yeah. But that's, you know, that's my husband, Barry, he's that exactly like that. In fact, it just reminded me that I bought the first wedding dress I tried on, which was a, uh-huh. it wasn't a, actually a wedding, it wasn't in the bridal department. It was a fancy, it was, it was a dress. Anyway, I came home, I said, hey, I bought a wedding dress. And he was so mad. <laughs> he was like, well, <laughs> you bought the first one? Yeah, yeah, I like it. It fits. Well, I had to have it altered, but you know, it, yeah. And it was on sale. Yeah. And he's like, it really annoyed him. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, he likes to agonize, I guess, or, you know, he, yeah, he would, uh, yeah, that thing where you have to go to another place. Yeah, he likes to, like, yeah. 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 Well, good for you, Shannon. That's great. I can't wait to see your bike. Yeah. Which you will get to see very soon. Yes. Yay. Uh, So we were going to talk maybe a little bit about how we've embraced good enough with regard to being podcasters, right? Yes. Because there's nothing more liberating than having a podcast called Getting to Good Enough, if you ask me. (laughs) I know. And I've told so many people, people have asked, you know, for, you know, any advice that I have to offer about starting a podcast. And I said, well, I recommend, you know, doing a podcast about good enough and not being perfect. (laughs) And, you know, that's like the easiest way to do it. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, right. And really, everyone can embrace good enough in their podcast and make it easier. But when it's the purpose of the podcast, that definitely helps. Yeah. How many times <laughs> did we say, well, that's good enough uh, along right. the, 
process along the course of getting that this first episodes recorded well and what what was it episode like three or something it was one of the earliest ones where the lawnmower showed up at your house yeah i don't know how early which episode it was but yeah but 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 I just got a text from my lawnmower saying he's on his way over. <laughs> so oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm afraid we're going to relive that. He was working. He, he was coming to us next after the wherever he is. So I don't know how long it will uh-huh. take. <laughs> but yeah, that was good Funny. enough. Everyone could hear, I think, yep. even though there was a lawnmower. Right. But now, like, people have referred to it as the lawn mowing episode. Yeah, it's true. Right? You know, I mean, like, it's sort of, it becomes sort of a fun thing in and of itself, like, just because we were willing to let it be good enough. That's right. Imagine if we had, what would we have had to do? Like, re-record? Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, we've, we've, definitely embrace good enough with the whole process um uh i'm surprised that people are surprised to find out that um we do not this is not at all scripted it's not edited down from a longer conversation um we do very it's not rehearsed we do very little (laughs) prep (laughs) i don't know maybe people really do know that that's true (laughs) yeah i I guess that i'm guessing that's not a surprise but yeah it could it's the opposite of rehearsed i mean it's i guess it is it is improvised in that we when we started we had a little bit of a outline that we would try to fill in before each episode and that went by the wayside (laughs) so we have a topic that's all we have right? right We have a topic and, um, you know, we may jot down a note or two about something from our experience or client experience or something that we want to make sure that we talk about. But and we might chat for a few minutes before we start recording. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that chat, the little chat we do is usually really helpful. And it usually ends with, wait, we need to be recording this because the chat was (laughs) what? Yeah, so then we that's when we started up again. But it does make for a really fun podcasting experience. I hope and I'm hopeful that it's also a fun listening experience. But from my perspective, it means that we have a good time. Obviously, we're not forcing the laughter, right? Right. <laughs> that would be so weird. <laughs> no, I this is it's all natural. It's all <laughs> It's all natural. <laughs> funny yeah and we're definitely not um uh pretending that we can't remember words and you mean oh oh i see what you're saying yeah that's not fake we can't we can't remember words we can't remember words yeah yeah and we're also not covering up the fact that we can't remember words (laughs) right <laughs> yeah. But it it really has made it so enjoyable and ma- like I can't believe this is our 52nd episode. Right. We we almost we talk almost every week, which is actually one of the reasons we I think we decided to do it because we used to talk every week when we had a like a an accountability thing going on and then that sort of right. drifted away and it's like, well, I want to talk to you every week, sure. And we talk every week, yet it never feels like work and even you know our division of labor with um the post-production shall we say uh is uh means that it's not too much work 
for either of us during the right. week. Right. And somehow we managed to divide things up where neither of us feels like it's onerous. And I think we both feel like I'm so glad I'm not doing what the other person is doing. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I, I would hate to do the editing, which is what you do. Even though we don't edit a lot, you still have to listen to it very carefully and take out giant gaffes or something, right? Yeah. I'm not even sure what you do, but it sounds horrible. Well, usually it's just like if someone comes in or something like that. And, but, right. you know, I put in the music and um, that sort of stuff. But, yeah. yeah. And, like, and I don't – I sort You're of feel a- like – I should know more about how the episode gets posted, but I I have no idea how that happens. It's just, you're just do some magic and then it's there. <laughs> well, luckily, it's written down. So if if ever you <laughs> wanted to do a podcast, if I if we record an episode and I end up in the hospital, it's in the Evernote. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy to say it's been months since I've had to consult that list of, of things that have to happen in order for the show to get pub- the show notes to get written and the episode to get published. But it's because it's not very hard at all. But at the beginning, it was like I remember one of the very first episodes I had to do it while I was at urgent care with Barry, and it was just oh, like right. I didn't know what I was doing and I was afraid of doing it in the wrong order. And oh not my that goodness, it, you know, yeah. If if it hadn't come out on time it wouldn't have been the end of the world and that's the other thing we've always managed i don't think we've managed to publish at exactly 9 a.m central each and every week because my biggest problem is actually pressing the schedule button in wordpress (laughs) (laughs) i get published but it doesn't go out the the show notes don't get published i guess i mean because the podcast gets published right by cast but um luckily you're you you think to look um, well, I look because um, I one of the things that I do is I um, make sure the email goes out mm-hmm. that notifies that includes the show notes and um, a link to how to listen to it. Um, and so and I it doesn't go automatically, um, but I get a notification that it's ready to go. And then I check it make sure everything's okay and then press the send button so if i don't get that then i know that it something happened on the on the website and i Mm -hmm. go check there and and then it's pretty easy to sort out but which is a good reminder if people want to get the show notes directly to their inbox they should head over to the website gettingtogoodenough.com and there's a little box that pops up for you to um Put your uh, name and email address in, and then you will get them every week. And plus, if we ever um, have other things that we want to share or information about any kind of events or anything like that, they would be out through that email. Well, I'm impressed that in the absence of that, you notice the absence of a notification. That's impressive. <laughs> It's at like seven in the morning, yeah. isn't it, for you? I mean, it's first thing in the morning. That yeah, you have to take it is first thing in the morning. Yeah, it's impressive. But then, remember, there was the day that something happened, and I can't remember what it would have been, but you said, okay, I'll publish it now. And I'm like, no, it's Wednesday. Remember that? Oh, right. <laughs> Don't press publish. I was just, <laughs> yeah, I was just absolutely convinced it was Thursday. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was but, like, this yeah. didn't happen. And you're like, 
Because it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was even worse than that. It was like you were going to proactively pr- press. Oh, because yeah, you were. Oh, that was it. You're like, why didn't it publish? Yeah, because it's Wednesday, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't realize it was Wednesday though. <laughs> right. It's hilarious. So the nice thing is we haven't screwed it up too badly, but we've given ourselves permission or we'll cut ourselves some flat, flat, flack, <laughs> slack. If, uh, <laughs> we won't give ourselves flack. We'll cut ourselves slack if, if something does well, get screwed Oh, yeah, up. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is just, if we had, when we sat down and talked about this the first time, if if we'd said, okay, let's do 52 podcast episodes, that would have been so overwhelming. <laughs> oh, it would have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Instead, we said, let's do three and publish it, yeah. and then we'll go from there. Yeah, and then we'll just do one a week as long as it's fun. As long as it's fun, yep. Yep, So, and it's still fun, so we're, we'll, we'll be back next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, well, and anyone had said we'd have people actually listening. <laughs> that's the other happy surprise. <laughs> We're not the only I ones who know. heard it. Yeah. And to have listeners in all of the places where we have listeners. Yeah, I know. That's wonderful. It's amazing to me. Yeah. It's so much fun to to look at our stats every week and see where people are listening to us. It's un- it's almost I mean we never would have imagined it a year ago. Oh, yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So, I mean, the we're here be- mostly because we're having fun with this, but it really helps that people are listening and um, getting something out of it. You know, that's the other thing that makes it so amazing is to hear from listeners and with questions and also and feedback and when they've tried something and how well it worked for them. That's just, it's so wonderful. Yeah, it really is. Um. So thank you for coming up with the idea, Shannon. And thank you for choosing me to co-host with you. Well, I, I, it, was, it was an easy uh, choice for me. Oh, and okay. so I'm grateful to you for saying yes, because it was sort of a crazy idea. Right, yeah. And I'm not one who jumps <laughs> into, like, extra things on my list. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm in the just say no mode of life. <laughs> But I'm really glad I said yes to this. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yay us. And um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to, I mean, I feel like I've grown so much and that my life has become so much better spending a year um, in this in the realm of good enough and I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the next year yeah good good and I hope that listeners if they have experienced benefits of living in the good enough uh, just let us know I'd love to hear about it we'd love to hear about it 
Yes, we definitely would. And there are many ways you can let us know. You can uh, leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Uh, you can head over to our website at gettingtogoodenough.com where you can leave a uh, comment on the show notes for today's episode of 52. Um, you can also uh, click through on any of the links to our social media and chat with us on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Twitter. Um, either way, you any way you get to us, we want to hear from you. Um, so for now, thanks for listening. We're looking forward to the next year. This is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier. A whole year. Can you believe it? Yay. I can't believe it, but I'm happy about it. Yeah. Yay us. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>